You're listening to episode 131 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Support the show when you shop on Amazon. Simply go to our blog, click on the Amazon banner, then go about your purchase. It's that easy to tell Amazon to give us money because you like us. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesar's Palace, is it? I want to gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. I had something I was going to talk about. Do you remember what it was? <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. So. No, absolutely not. Well, that's the I think lo- I think I was telling you the so much load story. Well, that, that, I mean, that's a quality story. No, and then... I think you it, were going to say something after I think that. in general we were speaking about uh, the adoration our wives have for us for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I'll never know yeah, why. I don't know. I don't know. We have a show that we'll do here. <laughs> so let's do a show. Normally I'm we have piece, an intro. I'm a, I'm a piece of shit, so right. I have no idea. <laughs> Normally we have a show where we conversate and we catch up, but we've caught up. Yeah. We didn't record it because you don't need to hear everything. Right. I just told Mark this so much load story. A story you may never know. No, no. It's exclusive. It's right. It's exclusive content. It'll cost you a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Premium content. You'll have to download the app that doesn't exist yet. Right. It's good. It's not coming soon. No, it's but we are. But not too soon. No, not too soon. We we have Vegas to talk about and, and right. jokes to make that are inappropriate, and some will laugh, and some will complain that we swear too much, but we don't care. And some will just stop listening to us all the other. <laughs> right? We equally don't care about them either. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to start the show off this week with some uh, some birthdays, actually. Heaps, heaps of birthdays, Brian. We'll start with when they're going to turn nine on April 29th. Stratosphere is going to turn 18. Ooh, 18. Hey, they're legal to fuck, but they can't drink yet, Brian. They're yeah, they can fire They can fire guns at people in the military. <laughs> That's right. But they can't celebrate said death with a coarse light. <laughs> it's funny. They can shoot a silver bullet, but they can't knock one back. That's right. Just in case there are any wolf. That was just right off the cuff there. That was good. But, and then I stumbled upon... It's the the Wolfman. There it is. I was gonna say Wolverine, but I don't think a silver bullet would stop Wolverine. <laughs> no, nothing's stopping no, that guy. No, what are you gonna do? Except for maybe Magneto. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> April thirtieth, they'll turn eighteen, and Venetian turns fifteen on May third. It's so interesting how certain properties you look at, we're going, really, they're that old? Like I would agree, win like nine years. Like holy shit, it's been nine years. Stratosphere's eighteen. We're like, that's about right. <laughs> yeah, that makes more sense. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see, 18 years ago, Mark, I was 12 years old. I can't do math that quick, which is why I'm always <laughs> slowing down the blackjack game. <laughs> and I'll look at the dealer and go, what do I got? <laughs> <laughs> you help me out here? It's so, I don't know where I'd be. 
obviously older. <laughs> yeah, so there it is. Yeah. Um, what about Random Vegas this week? I have a lengthy one. Ooh. <laughs> and we also have Random Vegas coming up. Oh, dick joke, rimshot. <laughs> <laughs> Roulette is actually a combination of three popular English games combined into one created in French casinos during the French Revolution. It's comprised of Roly Poly, a game where people placed wagers on specific numbers and a marble on a horizontal wheel with two spots reserved for the house to determine the outcome. It also included Ace of Hearts. It's, it's a similar game to Roly Poly, but the wheel had playing cards painted on it and even odds. 40 numbers on the wheel, including, of course, two for the house, and players bet if the ball would land on, of course, even or odd numbers. I got that from, I actually think we had another random Vegas from this, which if it isn't clear, I'm currently reading Chronicles of Old Vegas. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty pretty cool. I I didn't know anything about that. It is a good book. It's a really good book. I would recommend it. It's an easy read, too. It's it's almost like if you, uh, Jesus, here's here's a great analogy for you. If you're an overseas traveler and you have like a, you know, eight, 10 hour flight or something and you're not like me where you know you read for an hour and you're like out in a fucking coma or something but you know you have the ability to pay attention that long this is a great book for you because each chapter is like three four pages it's a really really great summarization of vegas and its history it's really interesting very interesting indeed thank you all right uh how about the fandom the fandom fandom uh <laughs> love that segment of this show right <laughs> it's, it's really new. good you'll love it it's right after the Mushmouth segment. <laughs> um, the Vegas May Review of the Week. This week's review is Mark's April 24th review of the Shark Reef at Mandalay Bay. Gave it five out of five chips. Yeah, Mark mis- misspelled awesome. Um, <laughs> That's not me. I, well, hold on, let's no, make not, it clear. Not, not you. Not I you. fuck up no, a lot. That's not me. Actually, this Mark spelled his name wrong also. Um, uh, but anyway. Uh, if mine is the only way. Mm, he uh, he went on to write, uh, awesome but humid. Oh, uh, but humid. humid. <laughs> <laughs> I think that goes without saying if you're in Vegas. Um, a but humid. Well, no, but no, no, it wouldn't be re- humid. It's desert heat, Bri. There's no humid. Well, that depends. All right, come on. A but humid, but I went early in the morning, so there were no crowds. Just a field trip. The shark tunnel was the best part, and the huge tanks full of marine life were a bonus. You and I have been to, like, SeaWorld, so we've seen this, right? Yeah. It's one of those things, like, uh, what's, what's another one? Uh, the, the one with the Mirage, the uh, uh, dolphin habitat and secret garden hole thing. Like, I always think it's like, oh, we should do that and do a 360 Vegas review on it or something. And I'm like, I've fucking seen that. There's, like, <laughs> eight trillion other things I could do. Or I could just sit down and play blackjack for four hours. You know, I think I think one of the, one of the uh, issues with that is that if you're just going to go review an aquarium or some sort of attraction that you could get a much higher quality version of elsewhere uh, in a place that most people typically don't give a shit about that, unless it's your first time or you have, you're traveling with a family. You know, I think ultimately that's why it falls to the wayside usually. Yeah, I mean, and I'll, and I'll give credit that Vegas has kind of stepped to the limit. And this may be a top quality shark reef. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to discredit that, but I, yeah. I understand where you're coming from. Like, if I'm at SeaWorld, I want to see sea life. I want to see shit like that. If mm-hmm. I'm in Vegas, there's eight trillion things that I want to see. Tits, yeah. fucking hammered people, 
quality food show. There's so many other things that I want to see that it just never, I just never get. It's one of those things like you have this giant list. Well, I, I have this giant list of things that I want to do when I go to Vegas. And it's one of those things that always gets pushed. Like, oh, you know what? We're here. Do you want to go see this wall or do you want to go see, you know, the shark reef? Like, going, check that wall out. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bank of slots right over there. Right. Oh, I've never seen those that, that bank. We should go look at that. <laughs> and this money is just burning a hole in unique. my pocket. Unique. It's unique. Yes. yes. All right. And on to the twit pick of the week. This week's winner comes to us from at FSE. VL, which is the Fremont Street Experience, Las Vegas, of course. I actually think I put that in wrong, Brian, because that doesn't make any sense. VL? Yeah, VLV. Yeah, I'm a tool. But <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> they shared with us a never-before-seen unique view of Vegas. Slotzilla began human trials of the seated experience this week, which gave us the opportunity for the picture to be captured and shared. It's from the launching platform at Slotzilla, looking down into Fremont Street Experience and down the street. Now, if this picture doesn't get you excited about the zip lining down Fremont Street Experience, I'm I'm pretty sure no, nothing's nothing going to, yeah. yeah. I could see me possibly doing this thing multiple times, especially if I can capture video of Fremont Street as I zoom by it, but I'm pretty sure they're not going to let me do that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, as a reminder, Slotzilla's seated experience is now open for business at $20 a person, but the Superman experience won't be ready until it's like a month from now. Looks like a big orifice on the side of it, uh, it, Fremont Street. It's one of those pictures I was like, holy shit, I promise you have no, like, we have some winners that I'm like, I know I've been in this area eight trillion times and I've never seen this picture. You know, I've mm -hmm. never seen this view. I have no recollection of this area. It's amazing. This is one of those ones where like, nope, never seen this, winner. <laughs> <laughs> And as always, we'll link to the photo on our blog. We'll put it on our Flickr and Pinterest pages, featured on our Facebook and Google Plus pages, the Twitter header, as well as the enhanced version of the show. All right, let's move on to the news. All right, kicking off our news segment for this week, we've got information on Cromwell as it is now open. As rumored... At 4 p.m. on Monday, Cromwell opened its doors for business. Now, no neither no longer. Right. Yes. It's, conf it's confirmation right here. Neither Dre's Rooftop Day Night Club or Giada's Restaurant are open. They are expected to open Memorial Day weekend right around the grand opening. The casino floor is 40,000 square feet. It offers 66 gaming tables, 434 slot machines, and 188 rooms, which are only available to, quote, invited guests at this point, which is pretty standard for a soft opening. Casino floor looks pretty nice, I think. I, I agree. What they've done with that, I mean, of course it's going to look exactly, I mean, you only have so much room to do right. with what mm -hmm. you can do in, in such a, a, a restricted space. But what they did is 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 very impressive. It's yeah. it's what you, you would expect, however, is, is not frequently done in Vegas mm -hmm. casinos when they do renovations. Sure. Now, so far, reviews are largely positive, and Vital Vegas is even reporting $5 craps tables in two $10 three two blackjack tables, but only seven five jacks are better. Either this is to get people in the door so the staff is getting trained, or they've learned from Cosmopolitan's misstep 
and actually offer chic accommodations that appeal to the club-going crowd and offers table limits that cater to that crowd and the masses after the fact. I'm going to argue the first part, unfortunately. <laughs> but, <laughs> but Cosmopolitan has learned from the mistakes, so hopefully uh, Caesars Entertainment has as well. Yeah. Um, unlikely, but right. <laughs> right. We, can, we can try to be optimistic. Right. Later in the show, we're actually going to talk about something that would further confirm Caesars learned from no mistakes whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But As a matter of fact, they're quite adept at repeating them. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's quite true. Mm-hmm. Now, despite all the upgrades, it is said the space is oddly familiar feeling as to anybody who's ever spent any time in there. But it's in a good way, which in retrospect shouldn't be surprising considering, as we spoke moments ago, how limited the space is. There's really only so much you can do with that layout. A new addition to that layout is a bar service offering $20 signature cocktails, but it is located in the middle of the casino floor, complete with intimate booths in the lounge area. Now, May 21st is still the target date for public reservations to the hotel. Room rates are currently running in the low 200s per night, and Cromwell does have a $25 per night resort fee. When it's all said and done, $185 million will have been spent to renovate the property, formerly known as Barbary Coast and Bill's Gambling Hall. I, I'm, I, I'm as always interested. I hope it, it, the one thing, the one thing with with Vegas, and I understand. You know, it, the more you do renovations, the more properties you're familiar with having very low room rates or whatever are, are now have higher ones. But here's the one thing that encourages me about Las Vegas. It doesn't matter if Bill's Gambling Hall is now charging a shit ton for room rates and. Actually, I think we're going to speak about the quad here in a moment, is is planning on increasing theirs. The point is, in Las Vegas, you have to cater to the low, the mid, and the high. So if the quad isn't doing it, and Barbary Coast, the quad, the whatever the fuck this place is named now, isn't doing it, someone else is going to. We just need to figure out who it's going to be, and they'll identify themselves. Yep. That makes sense to me. Well, good. Good. Actually, I and I would like to check out this uh, this resort. It'll be uh, interesting. It, only because it's so intimate. It's such a confined space, you know. And and they can do what they've done to the rooms, and that's going to be dramatic. But the the public space is only there's only so much square footage. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Yep, definitely. Moving on to our next item for this week, we've got some information on the MGM Festival development. Yeah, the land across from Sahara was supposed to be city center north before the economy collapsed. Now, MGM is working with the founder of Rock and Rio to invest 20 to 40 million, depending on the source reporting it, to build a live concert venue they are calling City of Rock. Which is funny, but (laughs) 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 it will cover 33 acres feature five stages and will hold the 30th anniversary of the Rock in Rio Festival there in May of 2015, the first time it's been in the United States. The festival also already has plans to return in 2017, barring a disastrous showing in Vegas. Plans are clearly not just for this event as the infrastructure there that they have planned in development is not temporary in any way, shape, or form. Now, it will be fully astroturfed, including paved areas, as well as electric, sewage, and you get the point. Additional festival-type rides and attractions will be set up, including zip lines and Ferris wheels. 
Tickets for Rock and Rio are expected to go on sale in January of 2015. However, you can already make reservations online for free now. Not really sure how that works, but MGM said the venue will be available to accommodate 80,000 people, which isn't daydreaming when you consider last year Rock and Rio had 600,000 attend over, I believe it was like a four-day festival or whatever the fuck it is. This idea could be exactly what Vegas needs to fill all those resort rooms that they currently have that they can't figure out how to fucking fill out. And I could also see the Electric Daisy Carnival relocating to this venue if it's actually a success. Now, the one thing that they're talking about, and I, I want to make clear, a lot of the things that, that we just discussed are going to be temporary for Rock and Rio, but like the electric, the sewage, all those things, the infrastructure is going to be properly set in place so they can host all these things. And they'll be interchangeable to whatever the hell they need you know, for those individual festivals. But the, the point is, there's 33 acres that they have set to hold shit like this. It could yeah. be awesome. It could be. It definitely could be. I mean, like you said, it, the bottom line here is that they're just preparing themselves to be able to accommodate something like that. And that kind of draw certainly has, uh, you know, there's, there's certainly many upsides to that. I mean, they really have to come balls out with Rock and Rio to get the attention of all these other big festivals to go look look what we did with Rock and Rio you should come here as well and I'll tell you if they can land something big like EDC you know that's obviously huge and that has a fucking ridiculous draw right no you're you're absolutely right and then and then relocate that first of all they're already packing those rooms with that but make it even more convenient and put it on the strip we're talking about increased cab ridership, increased monorail ridership. It, it's, it's, I, I think it could be absolutely epic for them. The one thing I will say, I don't believe that there is a chance in hell that SBE and SLS Vegas weren't aware of this because <laughs> when you think about them moving forward with uh, their renovations and turning Sahara into SLS Vegas uh, at a time when people are like, what the fuck are you building down north? Nobody's coming to see you down north. They end up selling their their uh, uh, players club list to MGM, which I think eventually gets filtered to Circus Circus. And then they create a nightclub in Bellagio, another MGM property. While they have plans to build their own resort, why would you ever continue to build here? Oh, oh, but MGM is building, you know, just happens to be building a concert venue across the street. I don't believe for a second SBE wasn't aware of this. It had to have been. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of hard to ignore that, you know, just sort of glaring at you the whole time. But there you go. Ultimately, it's good for Vegas. Uh, well done. If it works out, I mean, I'm rooting. It's so, it's so weird. I'm rooting for so many things. Whether I believe it'll work or not, I almost don't care to share because I, I, I want it to work. It's, it's Vegas. I adore it. It's, it's the same thing with you with, with Disney. Is there anything Disney has proposed, whether it's been like you're like, I don't really, this isn't really for me. But, you know, I hope it works out for them. I mean, have you ever been in a situation where like, oh, Disney, hope you fail on this, you fucking worthless piece of shit. Look what you've done. Well, you know, yes, yes, yes Is it no. Has it really? Oh, I can't wait to hear. Yes and no. Uh, well, first of all, uh, they didn't jump on the Harry Potter IP. Which super can you imagine Disney doing Harry Potter themed areas and theme parks? Uh, I mean, Universal did a. You, you've been there, so you, were, I, you can you can say firsthand they they did a good job. Um, 
but Disney would have done it better, I, just like they do everything better. Loads and better. Then, I totally agree with you. Yeah, and then the uh, you know so what they what they kind of picked up as kind of the runner up, and, and what is supposed to be the answer to that is the Avatar themed land that's going to be going in Animal Kingdom, and that's I under development now. Forgot about that. <laughs> so you know, Avatar was a good movie. Um, you know, I think they probably. I think they probably paid a lot less to, you know, for the the rights to use that that intellectual property in their right, parks right. than they would have if they had tried to, you know, build up Harry Potter themed areas. So, I don't know. I, I thought that was kind of a disappointment that they didn't that they chose not to go with the Harry Potter theming, you know, for any sort of attractions or lands or whatever. And then you know they're like, oh fuck, well we missed out on that one. I guess yeah, Avatar. Let's do that one. That's cool. I totally agree with you. It's the first thing I said when Karen and I enjoyed the Harry Potter land. Is I was like, ah, can you imagine how much better this would have been if Disney fucking did it? Ah, damn it. It would have been better. But yeah, what I am interested is the rumors about Marvel Land or or any kind of Marvel expansion because I think the way that they've done the expand. I love that we do a Vegas show. And we're talking about this, but I don't give a shit. Talking to my buddy <laughs> it's our, Brian. It's our show. That's right. What I'm interested in is how they've done the massive massive expansion to Fantasyland, which has been largely princess-based and, and encouraging, mm-hmm. that they aren't going to make a concerted effort to make a superhero area, which is a dream of mine. I think it's I think it's it'll be in the pipeline. I mean they didn't buy the Marvel you know, Marvel Enterprises for, you know, not to not use it at some point or another. Right, right. Uh, obviously, they're making a fortune off the merchandising, and then yeah, yeah. the film rights, I think, are that's where they're really making all oh, the yeah, money. Oh, yeah, of but, course, of course. You know, and that was probably by design, of course. But I think it's I think it's kind of inevitable. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it, hardcore. Yep, yep. Anyway, uh, Vegas. <laughs> right. uh, we have <laughs> We have one final story. Apparently, George Clooney, actor George Clooney, is up to some douchery. Oh, it was so good, Ryan. Now, normally... We wouldn't even report on shit like this because I don't care what celebrities do, least of all ones who think they're more important than people who pretend for a living. I mean, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, when a pompous prick makes an ass of himself, you know that we celebrate that. <laughs> and by the way, uh, I, I listen, I don't mind Clooney. I want to make that clear before we start ripping on him here. I'm not. It has a, nothing to do with his political yeah, position. Yeah, I'm or not hating like on him. I mean, I'm not a fan of his politics, but I mean, the guy's a good actor. I mean, it's it's it. That's got nothing to do with what's going with what, with what we're about to talk about here. And I would also like to point out that I also celebrated when I acted like a massive douche at 360 Vegas Vacation. <laughs> so if uh, and if you're not familiar with that, go back and visit our 360 Vegas Vacation episode in which I, oh, god damn, I was such an idiot. You exerted some serious douchery. I, I can't believe it. It's one of those things mid-sentence. I was like, god damn it. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? It'll amuse our listeners that I'm a fucking tool. <laughs> but... <laughs> Let's talk about Mr. Clooney. So when Clooney and some other rich people were all dining together at Botera in Encore. Now, Clooney was hammered off of tequila and didn't react well when Wynn called President Obama an asshole. In response, Clooney said that he said, mind you, this is Clooney quoting himself. I said the president was a longtime friend. And then Steve said, your friend is an asshole. Now, Clooney retorted with, you're an asshole, so much so that he, Clooney, wasn't going to sit at his table while he was being such a jackass. Then he walked out. Wynn claims, 
Clooney started the conversation at the table by bringing up Obamacare. And after a while, with the disagreement, he began to speak up. <laughs> that's, that's what you want, definitely. In Vegas, you're enjoying some drinks at the win. Let's talk about Obamacare. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's perfect t- t- table talk. Yeah. Right, right there in Vegas. Here we go. Shots, shots, Obamacare, right? We all love it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do a round of Obamacare. Now you guys signed up. Right. (laughs) Now, Wynn couldn't help but mock Clooney about the exact same thing that we couldn't help but by adding, quote, when he's drinking, he considers himself a close personal buddy of the president. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I promise you, and I I will go on to voucher drinks to everybody. (laughs) Something of significance that I don't actually have to own up to. There's no way he knew who Obama was eight years ago. I promise you, George Clooney had no fucking clue who Barack Obama was eight years ago. Beyond that, Mr. Wynn went on to say, Clooney's fun to be with when he's sober, but, you know, if you have the chance to drink with him, you want to get there early and don't stay late. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty classic, actually. Absolutely, absolutely. I love, for one, that, you know, Wynn... The juggernaut that he is is still the the quick wit that he is, and he's still kind of the uber rich every man esque. If that's even possible, <laughs> that's, that's an oxymoron. It, it is. It, it truly is. But the guy says a lot of funny things. You're like, going, I want to hang out with that guy. <laughs> and and this isn't the first time we've heard that Clooney is an absolute ass when he gets hammered. But I thought that was enjoyable. So I thought yeah, we would share it on our that's show. A, that's a cute story. It is. It, and the, oh, what a great way to explain it. Because, like I said, I don't give a fuck about what Wynn or fucking Clooney thinks, blah, blah, blah. It's just that he acted like an asshole, and yeah, that was cute to me. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for news. Going out on News Strong with a Clooney story. Time for, um, is it Prop Stew this week? It is Prop Stew, Brian. Prop Thank stew, you for yes, remembering. Prop, yeah, prop that stew. is my fault for not properly... Uh-huh. Again. No, no, that's okay. I was I was thinking about it for a second. I was, yeah, so Prop Stu, uh, probably brought to you by uh, Stuart Pointer. First off, the RJ is reporting that Slotzilla will finally open at the end of April. However, the higher-level attraction, the Superman experience, will be, won't open until the end of May, as we mentioned earlier. Yeah, which is the one I'm, I'm the most excited about. But regardless, it's finally open. Yeah. Vegas Chatter is reporting that the Prince Tribute Band Purple Rain will end their residency at Planet Hollywood May 18th. No word yet will they end up. That's a shame. The weird thing is, is Brian, I thought they were back at Hooters already. (laughs) (laughs) They've they've moved around so fucking much. And and they're a good band, by the way. They were just there for the wings. (laughs) They may be back shortly, Brian. The old stomping grounds. Those of you who just can't wait to experience it for yourself, Vegas Shatter shared a time-lapse video of a ride on the high roller. We'll provide a link. You can check that out. You're sad if you do that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> hopefully the slot machines will cover that up No, hopefully they won't <laughs> No, they uh, certainly won't That's right <laughs> I'll make sure of it <laughs> Attempting to make it look like less of Faces of Death human meat processing plant And more of an actual I'm not really sure actually what they're trying to make it look like But a Los Angeles based street artist Has been commissioned to create two giant murals one on the side of the closed Western Casino and the other on the side of Casino or the uh, Container Park. Container, yep. Thank you. 
<laughs> I was a casino park. I was like, it's not a casino park, and there is no such thing as a casino. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> it was revealed this week that one of the parties interested in purchasing the Cosmopolitan for $2 billion is the Australian-based Crown Resorts Limited, owned by billionaire James Packer. Uh, this would be the gentleman that Matt and Daz regularly try to take money from. Yes. <laughs> Matt, Matt, Matt didn't have a whole lot to add to, but he has said that some of their properties are being renovated to be cosmopolitan-esque. I don't know if that means anything, but there it is. Yep. Holly Madison's 1923 Bourbon and Burlesque Speakeasy at Mandalay are now open, albeit a soft opening. Insert dick joke here. Mm-hmm. Yep. The Classic official open. opening date is May 1st. I also retract my former criticism. Holly Madison looks stunning in dark hair. I don't really care, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> you know me, sir. I have prejudices. <laughs> I'll defer to your expertise. I, I, I'm a brunette racist. <laughs> That's who I am. Let's deal. Both of That's our, not both true. of our wives are brunettes. Well, it, so but is... but let's make it clear because I know there are people who have hurt feelings right now. Uh, my thing is, is people who can pull off being a brunette, like a lot of actresses like the fucking what what the fuck is the girl's name that that played Lois Lane in the Superman Returns and she's doing the I, I don't oh, know uh, Rachel McAdams No that's although she's another one who who played a blonde at one point and like what the f- you're stunning oh, as a brunette Rachel, why the that was fuck Rachel McAdams and uh no, was it? no no it was the girl that did Blue Crush Oh no no you're right um Whatever her name is. She's another one who constantly pulls off trying to be blonde. Although Rachel McAdams doesn't do that. But she constantly tries to pull off being blonde. And I'm like, you're a stunning brunette. What the fuck is wrong with you? Those are the people I'm talking about. Those like Catherine Heigl? I can't No, no, no. It's in, it's in the wheelhouse. I don't, I don't remember. She's barely famous, Brian. Let's just point that out. <laughs> you can't help it, can you? <laughs> just a clicky, clicky, clicky. God damn it. <laughs> Kate Bosworth. There you go. There you go. She's another example. Uh, Katie Murrah, who's going to be the future Miss, uh, Mrs. Invisible, or the Invisible Girl, or whatever the fuck she was in, uh, She's in uh, House of Cards. Oh, yes, she is. She fucking plays a, a, a blonde in some new movie that I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You're a gorgeous brunette. I was Those trying to think about where I originally saw her from, and then I remembered she was. she had like... A bit role in Iron Man 2. Really? Oh, that's Ish. right. She serves him the uh, order in which he won't yeah. take. That's right. right. That's he doesn't right. like being handed things. So. Absolutely. That's that's great. Wow, that's, that's really great. <laughs> I don't like being handed things either unless it's a pair of tits. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. The root of our friendship. <laughs> I'm like, hi, Brian, nice to meet you. We're like, I don't like to be handed things, but like, I have some dits for you. <laughs> well, bring them on by. Like, let's be friends. <laughs> <laughs> so those are the women I speak of. I don't want to speak ill of any of our, our blonde fans. I, I, I have no issue with you. It's, it's, we take no issue with you. No, not at all. Blonde, redhead, no, we have no issue. It's those of you who are beautiful as you are. And you deny said beauty. <laughs> you fucking whores. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, where are we in the show notes? I completely yeah. lost it. Um, oh, yes. Continuing to expand its rewards selection, My Vegas has now added various food and beverage comps at House of Blues, located in L.A., Orlando, and Dallas. That's an interesting move, I think. Absolutely. I still have some coupons, some restaurant.com coupons to use at that Orlando location. <laughs> oh, you're, you don't live there anymore. No, I don't. <laughs> They're almost useless at this point. <laughs> 
they also had some Dan Band comp tickets, which I was highly at midnight for. <laughs> I still want to check them out. Oh, hardcore, Brian. It's with, another... with you, though. With you. Oh, that I was literally going to say the exact same thing. <laughs> that would have been epic, just the two of us there. This is something that My Vegas has brought up for a while that, that they were going to expand to. So it's really exciting that they have now begun to do that because, you know, obviously... I don't really give a fuck where I was going with it. Serendipity 3 planned. <laughs> I'm not going to be a news show that's just going to fucking... Who gives a fuck? They're expanding. You get it. That's good. Serendipity 3 plans to unveil an expansion. <laughs> they are expanding their restaurant on April 29th, now offering a full bar with counter seating uh, outside. And an expansion of the indoor seating, allowing now floor-to-ceiling windows instead of the walls when weather prohibits. Yeah. Forbes magazine listed when as the most trustworthy hotel company, and Entrepreneur magazine listed them as the most trusted casino brand in America on both of their respective 2014 lists regarding such things. I can't fathom anyone on this planet wouldn't think. Any, well, let, let me re rephrase that. Anyone who listens to this show... <laughs> Because uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a shit ton of people on this planet that are like, when? <laughs> Anyone who listens to the show can't. I've never stayed there. I, I don't really anticipate staying there. I'd like time. to stay there. Only if it's oh, free. Oh, it would be great. I, I totally agree with you. I just can't fathom paying $300 a night ever. Oh, yeah. That kind of yeah, that kind of coin. Yeah, yeah. But never staying there and only visiting the property, this is not fucking news. I'd like to see if I can get a free room there. It'd be pretty wicked. Well, if anyone could, it could be you, sir. And your well, it'd be someone else that I would then kind of take on their awesomeness right. as my own for a short period of time. That's right. If in only, the company, in the company of others. If only for a night not involving said dick. Because <laughs> you rock your own confidence and, and awesomeness there. Don't need someone else's. That's right. <laughs> Vegas Chatter is reporting that room rates at the quad will double after room renovations are complete. Currently, your average room midweek will run you about 30 bucks in September. Expect to pay $70. Like I said, at the beginning of the show, this is expected. Another property will drop their rates. Fuck it. That's where we'll relocate to if you're yep. looking to get to Vegas and pay as little as possible. Yep, absolutely. Downtown Grand's Rooftop Pool Club is now offering daytime admission to Nevada locals at a cost of $15 midweek and $25 on the weekends. Formerly, access was only granted to guests staying at the property except in the evenings when live entertainment was available. Makes perfect sense when you consider the downtown locals revolution of Tony Shea, mm -hmm. so good for them. Yep. Uh, Tilted Kilt announced their plans to open May 23rd. I, I got to tell you, I'm super excited that Karen and I have timed this inadvertently actually bruno mars pretty much time this for us to go to vegas right after everything is opened i'm super excited we got to figure out like some kind of uh, uh accelerated 360 vegas reviews to share some of this shit because there's a shit ton of new stuff that i would love to share with our listeners i don't know we, we got to come up with something so what what are your dates well i don't i don't want to share those in the show i don't want these crazy fuckers stalking me brian but you could just tell me now, and then you could edit it out. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Well, they are... I just said them, and now you don't know them. But I'm aware, but you don't know. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know what that is. <laughs> Insert evil cackle. There you go. Yes. All right. Uh, where were we? Oh, yes. Mandalay Bay announced plans to invest $66 million to expand its convention space from the seventh to the fifth largest in the United States. However, still only the third largest in Las Vegas. <laughs> they literally <laughs> didn't move a single spot in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. It's still only the third largest in Las Vegas behind the Las Vegas Convention Center and the Sands Expo. Uh, when completed in 2016, it will encompass 2 million total square feet. 2 million, it's still only third. <laughs> <laughs> Continuing, you got to take baby steps, Mark. Well, there you go, Brian. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate steps. their effort. Continuing to school us all in money management, Caesars <laughs> is one of the companies vying for four gaming licenses available 50 miles north of Midtown Manhattan with hopes to build a $750 million hotel casino. Take notes, folks. <laughs> what the fuck? Is, it, is, is there any chance in hell, Brian, within the next... No, no. No, five years. There's no way this company isn't bankrupt, right? No, no way. I don't think so. No, I'm with you. An interesting detail emerged this week about Giada's restaurant coming soon to the Cromwell. It will have retractable windows so the dining environment can convert to outdoor when the weather permits it. I'm a huge fan. You know me. Any opportunity, it's like, is there outdoor dining? Is the weather above 80 degrees? Yes, I want to sit out there. Mm. Mm. It dives to see, and I, I think Mona Media B is one of the perfect places for that sort of thing, too. It, it's one of those weird things where it, I know that it's a chain, and I'm like, I'm in Vegas. Oh, Why would I go to a chain? But there's a shit ton of outdoor seating. We're like, all right, well, I'll well, it's, it's such a great location too. Oh, it really is. Come on, it's gorgeous, absolutely yeah, gorgeous. Perfect. Totally agree with you. And lastly, the Lego store has opened its new location in the Fashion Show Mall. No word if they will begin offering Vegas versions of strip properties, but one can dream, Brian. You know, mm. the one thing I will say though, as an adult who has made <laughs> this mistake, <laughs> Lego purchases at a certain age are, are like the most regrettable purchases you can make. Like, I built it. Here it is. And like two weeks later, you're like, you're fucking 35, dick. <laughs> Why do you have this? <laughs> and then you just... And you know, all the cool shit is just ridiculously expensive. Oh, it, it really is. It really is. Like, it, I almost bought a Death Star. <laughs> I, I almost bought a Millennium Falcon. <laughs> I was close to purchasing the Death Star. It, it really set. is. It, it's almost like, you know, as children, we would have dreamed of this. As adults, we can yeah. afford this. Right. And it's almost like you build it and you go, I did it! What the fuck am I to do this now? <laughs> you take it apart. Right. And then it's just going to sit Now you feel somewhere. like an asshole. <laughs> yeah, and like, you know, people are going to think you're like the 40-year-old virgin type of guy. Right, you know? right. Well, I did, this, I did this, and you're fully aware of this. I don't think we've ever talked about this on the show. I was hell-bent on collecting all the Jedi action figures. If it was a Jedi that was released in the early trilogy, I'm like, I have to own it. I want to own all the Jedi. And then I got all the Jedi. I'm like, you're fucking 38, you loser piece of shit. Why do you have all these Jedi action figures? So my nephews now think I'm the coolest person on the planet. <laughs> so I like, have just boxes and boxes and boxes. of, And, and I, I can say that I bought most of these when I was really young. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I have boxes and boxes of Star Wars action figures. Most of which are still completely sealed and you know with the backing in good shape. Well, and well that was like me. That. You know me. That's what I did. But yeah. I eventually just decided. I'm like, you know what? I could try and hold on to these and sell them, or I could be the coolest thing ever to my nephews. And I'm like, fuck it. Here. Yeah. No, I'm gonna keep mine. 
<laughs> if Harrison touches him, he's dead. No, I like it. Ah, this is our friendship. <laughs> but at least I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put put him out on display. You know, like, like I did. <laughs> show everybody how sad I really am. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I want to. Right. I have a very strong urge inside of me that makes me want to put them out on display, but it'll be too weird to others. I don't want to be I don't want to be perceived in an in, a, in an ill manner. As I, as I displayed to anyone who would come into my home, like, look at my prized possessions. They're like, you're a loser, dick. <laughs> That's the exact kind of thing I'm concerned about. You, I, I I would hope that you learned from my foolishness. <laughs> I'm, I've taken thorough notes. Good. Right. At least something quality has come of it. Yes. Well, after a long and painful news and prop bet segment, let's move on to playing Vegas. Vegas is a segment of our show where we share with you upcoming entertainment opportunities outside of the normal residencies in Vegas. And for this week, Friday through Sunday, Jason Alexander will be at Harris. Show starts at 9 p.m. Tickets will start at 50 bucks. And Saturday, Mastodon, not my dick, is performing at the House of Blues at Mandalay. But some people have confused it, Brian. I just want to. I know mine is usually confused with the Leo Pluridon. <laughs> One of the, lar- the largest deep sea diving creatures ever. I'm sorry, go on. Brilliant Manzi, my friend. Brilliant Manzi. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they will be at Mandalay Bay. Their show's going to start at 6.30. Tickets are 37 bucks, and that is all that's going on in Vegas. Yeah, so you're going to have to gamble, drink, and fucking... You're going to have to find something else. <laughs> I know. There's so... Uh, good luck. <laughs> I was going to say there's so many other things to do, but I'm like, that doesn't support the joke I was going to make, so I bailed, and I'm like, oh, you fucked up already. I'm like... Yeah, just trail off. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to do it for playing Vegas. Let's move on to Vegas deals. in an attempt to help you save some money in planning your trip to Vegas or while you're in Vegas. If you're enjoying the show while you're in Vegas, we offer you Vegas deals. MGM Resorts have teamed up to offer you three attractions at their various properties for 57 bucks. Over at Luxor, you have your choice of bodies, the exhibit, Titanic, the artifact exhibition and score, the ultimate sports fan destination. Over at MGM Grand, you have the CSI experience, the roller at New York, New York, the shark reef at Mandalay the Bay. Roller. <laughs> the you roller? You hate that ride so much, don't you? <laughs> I hate it, Mark. Right, it's fair enough. I hate I that hate they renamed it, but ultimately you hate the ride. So between I the two it. of us, there's not a whole lot of love for I it. just kind of said it because it was there. I didn't really want to even acknowledge that I, it existed. I, I really got that impression over Skype. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the Shark Reef at Mandalay Bay, Siegfried and Roy's Secret Garden, and Dolphin Habitat at the Mirage. Circus Circus has the Adventure Dome theme park. This deal is good for all of 2014. If you're interested, we'll have a link on the blog or just fondle the title on the Enhanced Podcast if you're enjoying that version on your web-enabled device. It doesn't matter your age. You can touch it. It will not report you. Actually, well, it'll report you. You don't even have to to ask for ID. This one's good. (laughs) That's right. 
we have a collection of Vegas Direct deals. Now, as they do every week, they've shared a few. The difference this week is they caught my attention. <laughs> so <laughs> let's call this collection of deals. I really need to get to Vegas. <laughs> and let's not judge the locations because some of them are off strip and they are inexpensive. But let's here you go. Them for what they are. That's right. LVH offers rates starting at $18 per night for select rooms through December. The deal also includes two-for-one tickets to the Shimmering Cabaret. Rio has rooms starting at $33 per night for select dates through January of 2015. Their deal includes two-for-one helicopter tours and 30% off of bus tours. And lastly, Hooters has room deals starting at $18 per night for select dates through May and August. I guess I guess May through August would be where I should have put the through. <laughs> but all of these deals, <laughs> they require a minimum three-night stay. All right, good. Evidently, California Pizza Kitchen now has a happy house. <laughs> God damn you! <laughs> <laughs> they now offers 50% off of all their pizza and domestic beer Monday through Friday, 3 to 5 p.m. Sometimes the effort doesn't justify it. <laughs> Everyone needs to check out a happy house every now it's and good. then. It's, it's good. It's good. Sometimes people make typos <laughs> when they yeah, write, it's good. It's good. <laughs> write eight pages of content every week. And some people encourage their best friends to mock them mercilessly and somehow like it. I'm pretty sure that's why I cut myself. I'm, I'm really just kind of, what I'm always aiming for is just that my relentless mockery of you will just inspire you to do better. Oh, Brian, that's <laughs> foolishness on your part. But the weirdest thing is for some reason, despite the fact that I have low self-esteem, you somehow have found this, this you, you know, Brian, it's almost like like Luke finding the, the, the groove in, in fucking Death Star to get down there and, and, and shoot that tiny little phaser into the middle. You have somehow found the area and go, yes, Brian, I'm only moments away from fucking ending it all. Like, but you have found the way to mock me mercilessly and make me go, that dude's funny and I'm an idiot. <laughs> well done, sir. Reason you're my one of my besties. Yes. Oh, all right. Well, that's going to do it for Vegas deals. Let's move on to coming attractions. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Coming attractions is the segment of our show we share with you entertainment opportunities, very much like uh, playing Vegas, but a little bit further down in the future. Keith Urban will be performing at the Chelsea at Cosmopolitan on Sunday, August 31st. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets will start at $95. God, that just doesn't seem worth it. It does really seem overpriced. Kenny Wayne Shepherd is performing at the Pearl at Palms Friday, August 1st. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $45. Presidents of the United States of America, America, <laughs> Performing at the House of Blues at Mandalay Bay on Saturday, August 23rd. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets will start at 32 bucks. You get the impression that those guys, like, we would be friends with those guys just for making such an insanely obnoxious band name. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. I can, I can maybe see that. Topain is... <laughs> He's going to be... That's what I call him, more friends. <laughs> it's at the House of Blues. <laughs> At Mandalay Bay, Wednesday, June 11th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $40. Losers know him as T-Pain. (laughs) (laughs) 
I watched an interview with him one time, and they were like, what happened? You just stopped making music. He's like, man, I'm making way too much money off all that bullshit merchandise I'm selling. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so funny how he said it. He was just so not, like, he just wasn't messing around. He's like, I don't need to sing right now because I'm making way too much money off of ripping people off by selling them this shit. <laughs> Living the American dream, right? <laughs> he said, he said that that auto tuner T Pain app for your phone. He's like, it's selling like hotcakes. <laughs> oh, it's good so for you, T Pain. Good for you. <laughs> Don't forget, you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists we report on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. All right, time for the river. Listener feedback, folks. Now even you're part of the river. (laughs) (laughs) Who's going to start it off, Bri? Uh, Yes, uh, well, I guess I'll start it off. We got an email. (laughs) Prop Stu (laughs) decided to share his enthusiasm for the credit we gave him last week and no doubt this week and even said something about getting a lawyer to protect it or patent it or something along those lines yeah i don't remember what it was because i was too busy creating one of the most popular biggest podcasts in the world to listen to someone criticize something they couldn't do better (laughs) or something i don't know (laughs) i like that's dude that's me dragging my nuts right across this mic I don't think that's going to make it over the casino sounds. <laughs> yeah, unlikely. Whatever. Unlikely. Um, anyway, Prop Stu was so inspired that he shared with us how, <laughs> how art inspired his, well, let's call it art, because he amuses us. <laughs> would you like to share this, or w- would you like me, Brian? I, I think you should, because... Oh, I'm excited to do it. <laughs> it's just, I knew you would be. I don't, want, I don't want to take that away from you. All right, here we go. Here we go. Prop Stu, here it comes right now. I wake with a sudden start. It's back, the nightmare. I'm hot. The bed sheets are soaked. I check, sniff my fingers. Thank God, it's only sweat this time. <laughs> then I remember what startled me. I hear it again, somewhere out there in the distance, mocking me, taunting me, calling me like some twisted demonic siren to listen once more to that dreaded, incomprehensible mumbo jumbo. No, not the prop bets. I yell out again. Or whatever, I think I added the again. Whatever. <laughs> back, back to Stu, back to Stu. But no one hears it. I reach out for one last hope of redemption. The fast forward button. <laughs> Went a little Shatner on you there. <laughs> All right, back to Stu, back to Stu. But some hidden energy field slaps my hand away. Then it comes. Oh! I added the emphasis. <laughs> that sound I have both dreaded and yet, somewhere in my inner scrotum, I have known to be my friend. Yes, it's back. Please, God, not again. But, <laughs> but then that little inner Australian voice cries out pitifully, 
Perhaps I really want it, need it, yearn for it. Oh God, yes, bring it on. The F that's my beautiful bride who wanted to know about Stu's laugh that I audibly recreated for you. <laughs> that you regurgitated? That's right, that I regurgitated. Let's take a, a mild pause so I can reassure my gorgeous bride. My bride, I am fine. <laughs> I am recreating the, the poetic stylings of Prop Stew. Well, that is accurate, if the listeners can hear that. Karen said she thought it sounded like I was being anally raped and enjoyed it. I was recreating what I thought Prop Stu wanted to share with us, which is a very akin to anally raping and enjoying it. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's well documented. Prop Stu is a giant anal raping huge fan of prop bets. I just thought it was, it was I mean, I, I'm not accusing him of anything. I'm just saying that's the best way to describe his enthusiasm for prop bets. Everything's all right. I have to finish, though, so quiet down. All right. That's right. You would have thought that I did, but I did not. Uh, <laughs> There's more from props, too. Get ready. And with a release of tension, I have not known since my little Asian masseur... But that's another story. I fall back asleep again, rested. Until it happens again next week. <laughs> Thank you, Prop Stu. <laughs> I like that our art inspired your art, sir. What a lovely rendition. He's an amazing art artiste. artiste. I enjoy I enjoyed your presentation. Well thank you. Thank you. I hope that I did it justice. You did. I felt like you really did. Good. Good. I don't think anyone was uncomfortable during any of it. <laughs> I don't think anyone said I'm done with this episode. Fuck this show. I'm done with this show. <laughs> Delete. Unsubscribe. All right. Unfollow. <laughs> bad review to follow. Right. Good. That's more uh. content. I win in the end. <laughs> According to Karen, you certainly did. That's right. See? <laughs> Boom. Oh, and in kind of in the same vein, we also have, uh, we want to kind of revisit the poll. Now we actually went. <laughs> Mine is the dick joke inserted yeah. here. Right. Wherever you would like it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you enjoy the Vegas Deal segment? There you go. Uh, again, the options are yes, it's entertaining. Yes, I've taken advantage of a deal report on the show. Or simply no. Yes, you enjoy the segment. It is at 45% right now. You've actually taken advantage of a deal on the show is at 12% and no. Is at 41% right now. <laughs> we are keeping this open up for you for another 17 days, so please feel free to share what you think of that segment. Yep. All right. Well, that's going to do it for episode 131. We thank you all for listening, downloading, and tolerating, if you will. Uh, we certainly, <laughs> We certainly appreciate it. Uh, if you'd like to take a look at any of the stories we referenced on this week's show, you can do that on the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com. If you'd like to send us some email feedback, you can do that at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. Good, bad, or indifferent, we will certainly read all iTunes reviews on the show. 
without prejudice, although we may have some comments for you. Yeah, we are meant to be humorous here, at yes. least to make each other laugh. Like, we could have, like, ultimately reviewed, like, they're like, this is the worst show that's ever happened. I'm like, I fucking made Brian laugh his ass off. Fuck all of you. It's all worth it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really my goal. Yeah. Yeah, I think didn't we spend like an entire year doing a show that only the two of us listened to? Pretty much, yes, we did. <laughs> and and the great thing is, is Brian, I somehow accidentally <laughs> deleted it, <laughs> so there are almost no traces of said accident. Which unfortunately, there were a few shining moments that I would have loved to share with our listeners, but unfortunately, I and I have honestly tried multiple times. I don't know where the fuck I put them. They're gone. <laughs> <laughs> this is posterity. <laughs> and Mark's all over social media as well, so you can find him on Twitter, Facebook, etc. We'll uh, provide links, of course, as always, to those on the blog. Absolutely. Well, happy editing, and uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Yeah, we'll see you next week. <laughs> I wish I'd steal that from you. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end. Well, actually, this is the ending. <laughs> <laughs>